Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park If the roar of the crowd gives you goosebumps, cashing a slip makes you grin, and above all, you love making your bookie cry, then you're in the right place. The number one spot for premier betting advice and wild opinions, shared with a fan base like no other. Welcome home. This is the Punch List MMA Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dale Lippin and Trey Van Buskirk. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, fight fans alike. It's your boy, Dale Lippin. I'm in here flying solo tonight. Um, Trey had a last-minute thing pop up, so he's out. Producer Jake, he's out. Um, all this stuff just popped up last minute, so this will be an unorthodox, not normal show, but a return to, to, to tradition, if you will. Um, when this all started out, it was one man, one mic. And here we are yet again. I will go through this entire card, keeping conversation with me and with you as much as you participate in the chat, and we will make it work. Uh, We have a ton to talk about. I don't want to delay any longer than we possibly have to. Um, So with that being said, we're going to get into some of this real quick. If you don't already do so, guys, consider supporting the show by supporting one of the sponsors. You can go to stayclassymeets.com and use promo code FISH. You can save 10% off site-wide uh that's no hormone no gmo straight farm to table meat the way bill gates hates it um it's from a real animal not grown in a lab and then if you guys are interested in any of our shirts or shirts that um come from an american-made company uh you can go to allegianceclothing.com use promo code punch and it'll save you 15 percent off site-wide i'm just going to run the ticker across the bottom here for the duration of the show I'm not going to try to do the odds and all this stuff while we're doing. I'll read them off and we're going to go from there. Um, I just, I don't want to do it. Um, so there's that. I'm going to say I'm a lot, which, you know, I don't like doing. However, I wasn't planning on winging this. So I've got to get into my groove with it. I didn't make it to the liquor store in time today. So I wasn't able to get cut waters, but I do have uh, some line and Kugel lemon haze IPA which are pretty good, actually. They're not bad. They're not bad. What's weird is, is I, I don't know, like, you know, when they say as you get older, like your head and your nose never stop growing. I feel like as I'm getting older, my hands are getting bigger or these cans are getting smaller. Like, I don't remember this ever being a thing, but I feel like Andre the Giant holding one of these things. So anyway, so it's 12 ounces. But I just, I don't know. I just I feel like I'm just you know, 
drinking out of a one of the old huggies, you know, the little, little plastic huggies from when you were a kid. Very strange, but 12 ounces all the same. And I'm drinking an IPA. It's weird. Trey's not here and I'm drinking an IPA. Basically everything I hate, I've become tonight. So very strange. Um, Matt in the chat says, how about those fight announcements? Uh, quote, unquote. Yeah, that was an interesting little tidbit of news today. Uh, Dana White doing his part to shift the focus off of the Supreme Court. <laughs> and uh, yeah, do, showing a, a leaked board with all kinds of different fights on it. Uh, Stipe versus John Jones was on there. I, I sent him a text. I've yet to hear back from him. Um, I can actually, I'll probably, I'll do it again while we're on the show. Maybe we'll break some news while we're on the show. Um, I, I didn't, I was shocked. I didn't see Drew's name on there anywhere. So, um, we're going to text them again and see what's going on here. This is bad radio, but here we are. Um, let's see here, bro. Let's, let's write, let's craft a love letter to Dober real quick, bro. All these fight announcements today. And yet, I don't see your name. Tell me something. Anything. Gotta be soon. Question mark? Right? Question mark? There we go. See what he says. All right. So here we are. I'll see, we'll see whether or not he says something back. Maybe we'll get to break it live on the show. You never know. Um, what, there were some interesting matchups on there. Uh, Sean O'Malley taking on Pedro Munoz. If that one comes to fruition, that's a banger of a fight. Uh, there was a, what was it? Who were they feeding Tiago Santos to? Santos got another, um, thought I saw Santos against a decent light heavyweight. Who was that? Tiago Santos and somebody else. I forget. There was a lot of them. Uh, oh, yeah. And then the biggest one, as in Boston Brews bet, says, no way Diaz versus Hamzat can be real, right? I believe that it will be real. I, I think that that may be the target. What, what's interesting is, and I believe, I believe, I mean, this is where like the internet sleuths need to get into it. I believe that the dot system means something. Um, I think there was a video, whether it used to be the old Dana White, before embedded was a thing. Dana White used to do the post-event vlogs, right? The Dana White video vlogs, for those of you that remember those, um, which I, I always enjoyed better than Embedded because it was like behind-the-scenes stuff, right? Not It wasn't so, it, it wasn't so fighter-focused so much as like production-focused, which I really enjoyed. Um but I feel like there was a Dana White video vlog or an embedded series where he talked about the dot system. Like red means offered, blue means signed, black means like both signed. Like there's there's a there's a system with those dots. And um I think I think that's interesting. Tiago Santos versus Magomed Ankalaev. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. That's a killer fight. Um yeah, I don't know. What th- I don't know what to think about that. Tiago never takes an easy fight, man. Golly, what a banger that is! Sheesh. All right, so all right, let's see. Let's get into this, right? UFC 274 takes place this weekend live on pay per view from Arizona. Where are we at? We're in Phoenix, right? We're in Phoenix, Arizona. Um, 
the footprint center, 15 fights, massive card, massive card. Um, going to do things a little bit different, uh, because I don't have, you know, the banter with Trey in front. I'm going to create a little bit more content by talking about some different betting lines that we see. Uh, I probably can bring up, let me see if I can do this real quick. This might make life a little bit easier for us. Let's see here. Can I share my screen with you guys? Let's go to share screen and okay. Interesting. All right. We're going to go to the Chrome tabs and then I'll pull up my fight odds. Boom. Let's try that. Let's see what that looks like. Can I see what that looks like on the screen real quick? Ah, you can't see anything. All right. We're going to stop sharing. Disregard. Not a not a day to try new things. Let's just go with let's go with meat and potatoes, the way the good Lord intended. Hamzat Diaz seems like an absolute perfect fight for Dana. The Nate won't resign, so he's feeding him to Hamzat, and the numbers will be massive, hundred percent, hundred percent. I need that fight to be a no time limit fight. Like what would be great because Dana constantly changes the rules for Nate creates belts for him gives him five round fights do whatever let this be like the nate diaz fight to end all nate diaz fights have it be no time limit literally just have it be finishes only like like how they do that in um in wrestling right where it's pinfall only you just you have to you have to finish where the fight goes on and you can do like pride rules with 10 minute rounds even do like let's do Let's do reverse. Let's do two 10-minute rounds and a five-minute overtime period if needed. Something like that. Instead of five five-minute rounds, give me two 10 minutes and a five overtime if needed. Like, allow him to push the pace if that's the case. Right? It's his last one. You let him do whatever he wants anyway. Give me pride rules. Give me give me the pride rules. That's what I want. Pride rules, Diaz fight. Um, okay. Let's get after this thing. First fight on the main card, as far as I know it. One, two, three, four, five, six. I think, are they doing a six round or a six fight main card? If not, anyway, we'll go, we'll circle back. Donald Cowboy Cerrone taking on Joe Lozon. Lozon, 28 and 15. Cowboy Cerrone at 36 and 16. Um, you can get Lozon at decent plus money here. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, for some reason, best fight odds doesn't have those odds pulled up, but that's okay. I'll get them for us real quick. You can get Lowe's on at decent plus money. And to be honest with you, he's worth playing at this point in Cowboys career. There's no, there's really no person he should be favored against. Um, he has shown himself to just be absolutely filled with quit. Uh, and this is not to discount his absolutely amazing career that he's had. Uh, he just doesn't have the go in him anymore, right? He can't, he can't tough it out. He doesn't have the grit to bite down on the mouthpiece and keep swinging. He literally gets hurt and goes, "Damn it, not my night tonight." And he's just going to come out. And, and I, I just really, genuinely um, think that the game has just passed him by in a way that you just don't normally see 
uh, or actually you do see this. That's not, that's not a fair thing to say. This is something that you normally see whenever you see a fighter stay around too long. Um, that being said, Joe Lozon is not some spring chicken either, but Lozon will bring the pressure to Cowboy, right? Uh, he is still relatively active, you know, high, high output strikes, high output sub attempts, high output takedown percentage. Uh, Joe Lozon, despite the fact that he hasn't fought in just an eternity, right? Uh, beat JSP two years ago. Um, just really does not seem to be one of does not want to be active anymore. And he doesn't need to be right. He's got Lozon martial arts and a slew of other things going on. The guy's manages money well, from what I understand. It's really not something he needs to do anymore. Perfect, perfect. Um, oh. What's going on, buddy? I did my best. I did my best. You're here. <laughs> how long are you staying? I, I physically, physically, I'm here. Are you? How long are you staying? I don't know. Just until I hear a scream, a cough, okay. a whimper, whatever it may be. Okay. Okay. All right. Um. So I'm on Lozon versus Cowboy, and okay. I said Lozon's worth the play, plus one fifty. He's going to put the pressure on Cowboy. Cowboy's an auto fade at this point. What are you doing? Sorry, my phone. Someone just tried to call me. Um, great radio here. Sorry. Yeah. Um, let me uh, let me dive in here real quick. I oh, uh, I feel like you already said something here. Are you, did you talk about Cowboy uh, Cerrone's dinosaur arms? Did you talk about that already? No, I didn't. Go ahead. You didn't talk about his dinosaur arms, dude. Nope. No, no, no. You, you tell me. Why, why does he have dinosaur arms? I don't know. He has dinosaur arms because when he fights, dude, he fights kind of like a dinosaur. Dinosaur is a very big uh, – mm. I mean, in your mind, it's probably a fake creature. Uh, it is 100% out. made up. Okay. Yeah, that's unbelievable. <laughs> Dinosaurs were for sure there's, – there's bones. There's bones. 100% fake. Good. Okay. Well, if there were a real dinosaur, a T-Rex, the freaking killer of all killers, it would be a Donald Cerrone. Not because of his killer instinct, but because his arm-to-body ratio. Um, actually, I feel like he probably has a good reach, but the way that he uses it, he's got these little arms and he paws at his opponents. He's stiff. He's super stiff. Yeah, T-Rex was stiff. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> Sure. I, I like I've always liked Lozon, dude. I think he's much more creative. And I think one thing that's been extremely exposed as it relates to Cowboy is he's a kickboxer through and through. But if you get anything on the ground, throw any type of feints whatsoever to shoot towards the ground, Lozon's got technical jujitsu. There's just a lot more of a well-rounded package. And I think we'll get into this later with other fights, but the game has surpassed significantly Cowboy. That's what I'm saying. I mean, both these guys are old guys. The game is moving on from both of them. I just think Lozon's got more in the tank, relatively speaking. Um, he beat JSP. JSP beat would be a minus three fifty favorite against Cowboy. MMA mm. math. Mm. MMA I, math. I got math waved in, in college. I know you did. All right. Shogun Hua, twenty seven and twelve, taking on OSP twenty five and sixteen. It's a rematch. OSP is a minus two thirty favorite here. Shogun at a plus 190. Adequately priced line. Um, this fight will not go differently than the first one. Um, I don't. I was under the impression, and have been for some time now, as I believe everybody in the world was, 
that Shogun is retired. So why they're dusting him off and bringing him out here and parading his dead corpse around like a marionette puppet to fight again <laughs> makes no sense to me whatsoever. Uh, I I sincerely hope with with all my heart that this is not due to like money management issues or some sort of like alcoholism, got to get a payday, Nick Diaz situation. And that for some reason, Shogun had one fight left on his contract and has just been hungry and bored the last two years and just feels good getting like injuries healed up and thinks he's got one more hurrah left in him that he wants to do in front of a crowd. That's my hope. But the last time we saw him, he was getting bludgeoned to death by Paul Craig, who literally has a hard time, you know, popping a bubble with his punches, let alone knocking somebody out. And he just badgered and battered Shogun. Uh, OSP has not looked great as of late either. But as I have consistently said, since I've had a microphone in my face, OSP is worth a fight or worth a bet every single time. Because much like we saw with Andre Arlovsky, OSP makes you fight his fight every time. Does not matter who you are. He will lull you into this super slow circle the cage counter striking match. When you get close, he'll push you up against the cage and use that giant ass of his to press you up, press you up against the cage, and then he'll either try to, you know, foot trip you and take you down, or he'll disengage and strike from distance, firing off big leg, you know, head kicks with that left leg. OSP rinse repeat over and over again. I think he beats Shogun minus two thirty adequate price, accurate price. I get it, dude. I get it. I, if you think about what's going on in the world today and being that I'm in the middle of it right now, hmm. I mean, call it gas, call it the cost of COVID tests, which is ridiculous, by the way. Um, why, sometimes why are you paying dude, for a COVID test. Where do you get these things for free? You're joking. Why, I'm saying, why are you even, but why are you even getting tested? Because I want to know if I have it. Why? Do you get tested when you have a cold? <laughs> well no i i can't consciously go into stores knowing that i had it why because i have morals <laughs> what so when you have a cold you stay home you don't go. you don't go out and get stuff no that's different though it's a cold so oh dale real quick mm-hmm. <laughs> conspiracy theory for you so my kids have these, they have these, uh, this bag of magnets that, okay. um, I throw on the ground. They just put it all over the fridge. You know, mm-hmm. I cleaned up all the magnets while they were doing their thing. They went over to watch some TV. There was only one magnet left on the ground that I didn't see. And it was actually like under the fridge. Mm. It was a bat. A bat. Is that a sign or what, dude? I, don't I was know, like, man. I, fuck. I don't know, man. <laughs> I feel like I feel like your COVID's gone through your house like six times. Are you sure you don't live in a bio lab in Ukraine somewhere? <laughs> All that to say, life gets expensive. Who is one hundred percent trying to get the the payday here? Mm. Um, OSP, I loved your. Uh, it's not even an analogy. It's it's a it's a true thing. That huge OFP ass he's got going on. That oh, clinch sure. work he can do up against the cage. It's a smothering unlike any other. He's tall. He's got the the lanky reach 
it's a fantastic fight for him who has to come in and swing for the absolute fences. But this isn't the ode to Dan Henderson days. This is, this is the new age. This is 2022. We're in COVID. It's on. Yeah, OSP's caked up. All right. <laughs> Let's see here. What do we got next? Michael Chandler versus Tony Ferguson. Chandler 22 and 7. Tony Ferg 26 and 6. Plus 320 on Tony Ferguson. Minus 410 on Michael Chandler. Um, I'm going to echo what I've seen everywhere. So I, I can't give credit to one individual person because this has been a large sentiment that I've seen throughout the last probably week or two weeks, uh, in particular as betting this fight has become more prevalent, right? Um, I can't believe that you're getting Tony Ferguson at a plus 300 price. And that's 100% correlate to the fact that he's looked outclassed the last two times that we've seen him, right? Like he's just looked just otherworldly step behind, right? Like in a weird parallel universe, we just, we've never seen anything like it. The Charlie Olives fight and the Benil Nariush fight. Now the Gaethje fight, yes, he got beat up bad. Um, But if you remember, he dropped Gaethje twice in that fight. Uh, he wasn't busted. He didn't bust up Gaethje and produce like the blood and guts violence that he normally does. But there were moments in that fight where he was very much in it. But the Oliveira and the, the Darius fight, it was like it, they were just completely uncompetitive. They were not competitive at all. Um, it's weird to me to see a guy like Michael Chandler be so heavily favored, considering the fact that when you look at Chandler, um, Three fights in the UFC, he beat Dan Hooker, but lost to Oliveira, which is a mutual opponent, and lost to Justin Gaethje, which is another mutual opponent. So his two losses are to mutual opponents that have also beat Tony Ferguson. So MMA math maybe exists here. I'm not entirely sure. This is a very weird thing here because if you're talking about the value, the implied value, I don't believe that Tony Ferguson would lose this fight 60 plus percent of the time, 70 plus percent of the time. I don't think that's the case. I think this, I mean, what have we seen from Chandler that would lead you to believe that he's going to, he's going to trounce Ferguson? What, have you seen anything that would lead you to believe that minus 400? Yeah, He's competitive in the current era of fighters. Okay, but but what is he okay, so let me rephrase this. What is he gonna do to Tony Ferguson? He's gonna to warrant faster. that price tag. What's he gonna do? Okay, he's faster. Okay. He's faster. I actually I actually think you can you can say Tony Ferguson's the most durable fighter of all time, but that goes mm-hmm. at some point. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me back up for a second. Mm-hmm. Chandler to me is the white Chad Mendez. Okay. All right. Fantastic wrestling pedigree. Mm. Good in and out boxing. Muscle mm. shark in and out. Move around mm. the cage. Great cardio. Omit obviously Chad Mendes, Conor McGregor. Um, Tony Ferguson is too flamboyant. 
He selects his shots. He's when he gets beat, he doesn't change. You know, his corner could tell him straight up to change his game plan. He doesn't change it. What I like about Chandler is he listens, he responds, he adapts, he's fast, he's durable, he's fought quality of competition at the highest level. The Justin Gagey thing, while Justin Gagey rightly won that fight, that showed the caliber that Chandler is at right now. I love Chandler in this fight. I think Tony Ferguson has gone the way of some of my favorite fighters, like McGregor, where the game has passed them by. This is a payday. We talk about who are going in for a payday. This is a payday for Ferguson. Do you think Ferguson's really trying to reclaim what is the the strap? Yeah, 100%. Interim for him? Absolutely not, dude. 100%. No way. Tony Ferguson will be 60 years old in a bar (laughs) talking about how he can beat the current champ. You can't tell me otherwise. He will be. Well, that's, that's what exactly. McGregor does. It's the same thing. Right. And you need that level of, of disassociation from reality. I, I w- this, is where, this is where Chandler gives Tony problems. Leg kicks. The calf kick, he utilized very well against Gaethje. He, you could make the argument he out-leg kicked Gaethje. The speed and the explosiveness of it. Outside of the speed and the explosion and the leg kicks, I'm not sure what else he's going to utilize. I would love for this fight to be five rounds. The fact that it's three rounds makes me lean more so into the Chandler play. I don't think Chandler money line is that. I think over and around rounds is probably where you need to try to get some of your money back. Um, but a minus 400 tag is ludicrous, right? You can get over one and a half at minus 150. And I think that's the one. I think that's the play that you need to consider here. Yeah. Given the durability of Tony, I don't anticipate Chandler knocking him out, separating him from consciousness. What we need to be—it's funny you said the muscle shark thing. If have you seen the the pictures that people have made where it's like almost like Pokemon, where it's like you have like the basic level, then the mid level, and then the evolved form, and they do it for fighters. Oh, uh, like like uh, or is it like a Blastoise War Turtle? Like that type of scale, the right, evolution. But they, but, yeah, yeah, but they do like the evolutions, but it's like fighters. Um, <laughs> so I think it'd be cool. Like it, you could do Sean Shirk, Chad Mendez, <laughs> Michael Chandler as like the final. That's a great. The, the final That's one. Great. Yeah, dude, he's a for, he's for sure a hologram. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I hologram. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, Sean Shirk, Chad Mendez, Michael Chandler, hologram, Michael Chandler. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. that's that's how I feel about this. <laughs> All right, so you know me; I'm not a Tony Ferguson fan, um, but I'm trying to identify how how I see Chandler winning this fight, and and I I really think it would have to be over the course of 15 minutes of battering Tony. I don't I don't think he's going to knock Tony out. Um, and we certainly he's not going to submit him. We can go ahead and let that be a foregone conclusion. That's not going to happen. Uh, I don't anticipate uh, I don't anticipate Tony Ferguson knocking out Michael Chandler, although we've seen Char- Charlie Olives knock out Chandler. What I do think is interesting, though, is the scramble situations. Tony Ferguson, time and time again, has shown himself to just be the weirdest, most awkward dude on the roster. You can get Tony Ferguson by submission anywhere between plus 1,400 to plus 1,600. So what? 
why not that? Like, why not? Why not play Tony Ferguson by submission? Explain to me how that's a bad idea. I feel like if this podcast goes nowhere, I'm just going to get you a job at Dairy Queen because you will put sprinkles on every ice cream cone that's that's ordered. That's all you do, dude. You're just you're the, you're the king of sprinkles. Sixteen to one on your money for a guy, the Darce Knight. You're talking about the Darce Knight. You don't want to sprinkle them. The Darce Knight. Who's calling him the Darce Knight? Everybody. Everybody <laughs> calls him that. It's well known. Uh, yeah, I'll throw some multicolored sprinkles on for sure. Why not? But I'm going to do it. I'm going to play it by sub. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. And for the, the chat that says, has Chandler ever been ha, ever been subbed? No, he has not. Which is why Tony Ferguson's <laughs> the one to do it. You need to get off. You need to get off this high horse, bruh. I'm just saying, don't be surprised. Don't be surprised on Saturday if you see if you if you if you see Tony Ferguson by a sub as a small sprinkle. It's it's the it's it makes perfect sense. You're you're Pokemon evolving yourself, dude, because I can see this. Don't be surprised if you don't see it as a sprinkle. Don't be surprised if I take it just straight money line. Don't be surprised if I put it as a prop. You just keep evolving. You just put him put Chandler in a parlay. It's fine, dude. I'm not abs don't put Chandler in a parlay. <laughs> Don't all right over that. one and a half. Don't right. over one and a half at minus one fifty, and Tony Ferguson by sub at plus sixteen hundred. My goodness gracious! All right, UFC Strawweight Championship on the line. This is the reason why you log in. You can feel free to log out as soon as you're done here. Rose Nami Yunus at eleven and four, taking on Carlos Esparza at eighteen and six. Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! Dude. Carlos at a plus one eighty. Rose is at a minus two twenty. Go ahead. Just go ahead. I just want to talk seated. about... Uh, no, hold on. Move the camera up because nobody wants to see that and stay seated the whole time you're talking about this fight. No, because it's it's a hard fight. Hard uh, yeah, fight. I, I, bet, I bet it is. <laughs> I bet it is. Dude, you want to talk about the term dedication, dude. Oh, my gosh. If you look up the word dedication in the dictionary, there is just a picture of Carla Esparza. It's dedicated to the craft. It's dedicated to wrestling. It's dedicated to the game. And I say that, dude, because my lady, my lady postponed her wedding Mm -hmm. for this fight. Her wedding. Someone in the world sees exactly what I see in Carl Esparza. And he, unfortunately, has to wait because she wants gold and not him. Oh, man. It's in. She's had the diamonds. Now she wants the gold. (laughs) Dude. Rose has not fought someone like a Carla Esparza. Yes, she has. She already fought Carla Esparza (laughs) and lost. Not this evolved Pokemon Carla Esparza. The, the other Carlos Barza beat her. What are you talking about? Hasn't Carla already beat her once? No, I'm talking about this Carla, dude. Right now, right now. The old Carla already beat her. The, the new Carla doesn't matter. I'm talking. I, I'm not talking about old time. She's already in her head. She already has her belt, dude. But I'm Never talking mind. about Go this ahead. Rose Nama Yunus that everyone thinks is, is right. so fantastic, which you and I believe her. We she lost her last fight. You're right. Go ahead. Sorry, I interrupted you. Just get, get, carry on. 
Carla Esparza inside the distance is the play. <laughs> You're just you. <laughs> you have literally. What's the odds on Carla right now? Plus one eighty. Okay. First off, and I will say this to all punchless listeners, I apologize. I apologize for Dale. I apologize oh for myself. Oh we have been gosh. fading women's science. And not only do we have a chick that beat the shit out of Rose at one time in her life, who's motivated, who moved her wedding, she's a plus money. You can't tell me that I'm not taking Carla as far as that. And if you try and tell me that Rose is going to outpoint her and do those, you know, acrobatic Paige Van Zandt bullshit kicks from distance, it ain't going to happen, dude. Carla's going to close that distance and smother it like freaking white on rice. It's going to be the Dagestanian grappler that we always talk about, but in chick kind of somewhat weird, cute, hot form. Okay. Mm. All right. It's going to happen. Done. Are you inside done? The distance. Carla inside the distance is at plus 700. Oh my god, I'm gonna be able to afford so many COVID tests later. Holy shit. Uh let's see here. Where's the um all right? So I, I, I see in the chat somebody said as far as inside the distance plus five fifty. Um there's quite a few other books, DraftKings, Bet MGM, Caesars, Rivers, Points Bet that have it at the plus seven hundred. So if you're feeling that that froggy about it, um you might wanna you might wanna look elsewhere. I'm not going to argue against the Carla play here. Uh, and the reason why is that, yes, we have been selectively fading women's science. We, we have we have stayed true to some women's science. But remember several episodes back where I said I'm picking every women's underdog from here on out. I, I, <laughs> I faded that. I, I, that. I didn't fall through. And I regret it. Um, but that doesn't apply here anyway, because I've had this I've had this fight bookmarked anyway from the very from when they first announced it for a, a play on Carla based on her wrestling acumen. Um, I believe I don't believe that Carla has gotten any better since her and Rose fought last time. I don't necessarily believe that Rose has gotten all that much better. Um, she's gotten a little bit lighter on the feet. She's crisped up the striking a little bit, but deficiency wise, I don't see where she's shored up any of the deficiencies that she had that would prevent Carla from dominating this fight again. Now I could go out, we go out on Saturday night and have a complete egg on our face. But normally with women's title fights, what we have is a massive favorite and a massive underdog. Cause normally women's title fights were Joanna fighting some tuna can, uh, mm. them signing some chick from Invicta for Amanda Nunez to kill. Mm. Or Shevchenko working her way through the division for the second time. There's just no there, there, there. You don't normally get close, viable, playable odds on a women's fight, especially one that you have a high confidence that they might actually win. So, Carlos Barza a plus one eighty. I'm in. I'm in. Do you have to go? I got it. one second. If you have to go, you got to go. Are you sure? We're good. No, it's just, my daughter came up and just said, "You're betting on Carla inside the distance at plus five fifty. And I said, "Put the house on it, little lady." I have an extra room for whenever you guys uh, need to move in. All right. Main event: Charlie Olives, Charles Oliver at thirty-two and eight, taking on Justin Gaethje at twenty-three and three. 
Gaethje is the underdog here, Trey, at plus 140. Oliveira, minus 165. Um, here's where we're at, man. We've been waiting for another opportunity to get a Justin Gaethje undisputed or undisputed championship fight. How was I muted? Oh, the host. The host. So Trey muted me. Sorry. Sorry. I'm back. Everybody can hear me. Thumbs up on that. Good. Thanks for muting me, by the way. <laughs> I got to go. Okay. Goodbye. Sorry. Bye. Bye. Okay. I knew he was just going to come in and talk about Carla and then leave. That's okay. We'll 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 keep things moving right along. Um, Ga- we've been waiting for Gaethje to get another undisputed title shot, and here it is, uh, taking on Charles Oliveira. And what we have here, obviously, to reiterate what you're going to hear many other places, is the new version of Charles Oliveira, the grittier, more technical, confident in his hands, swaggerlicious Charles Oliveira, right? Um, Dying the hair blonde, coming in, dancing, living his best life, feeling himself. Gaethje, on the other hand, uh, is one of those situations with him, man, where I wonder how much the I wonder how much like the big the bigger moments get to him, right? Like one of the things that talk about we talked about cowboy earlier, right? Like in normal fights. Cowboy is a killer. Was. It's past tenses. In normal fights, for the most part, Cowboy was a killer. But whenever it was like a title fight, whenever the lights were the brightest, he failed. He, he came up short. Now, you can argue, you can say Gaethje was a champ World Series of Fighting. It was World Series of Fighting and Luis Palomino, the same thing as Khabib and Fight Island. Is it the same thing as essentially a hometown fight um, against Charles Oliveira? Is it the same thing? I don't necessarily believe that it is. Uh, I think that the stakes are higher now. I also believe that Gaethje might be under the impression that the lightweight division is such a round robin right now that this isn't his only shot. Um, What I think lurks in the back of the mind of everybody here is Islam. Um, my, what would be interesting if, if you're writing the book, right? If you're writing the book, Gaethje beating Oliveira and then fighting Islam and then avenging the loss that could be by beating Islam is the book. That's the fairy tale, right? Um, that, that was, that would be the fairy tale if, if I had to, if I had to imagine it. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. It's hard to bet against this version of Oliveira. I have admittedly a, a rather skewed viewpoint of Gaethje because he's been one of my favorites since even before his 
signing to the UFC. Um, and now here we are, what, nine fights deep into his, his octagon career. Um, and he's he's just taken the world by storm as far as being a fan favorite goes. The guy's been doing this for years. Don't necessarily know if he has the, the fight IQ to match Charles. Um, obviously does not have the submission defense. It's interesting, man. It's interesting. I, I If somebody says Oliveira by a margin, I'm not going to argue with you. I, I inside the distance plays are obviously seem the most likely here. Um, I'm going to try to find value on some of those as opposed to, you know, man, I don't, I really, it's frustrating, right? Like you have the two and a half, so you have the three and a half. I think under two and a half might be decent. Gives you 12 and a half minutes. Um, three and a half, you're probably going to be at the m- minus. I don't have it. It's not on best fight odds. Um, under three and a half is probably like at the minus 180 for under three and a half. Um, yeah. Yeah, if, if you can get minus three, if you can get under three and a half at like the minus 180 range, even to minus 200, so you're getting 50 cents on the dollar, I think that's the play. And then you're just waiting for a good fight, right? Like, just give me a just give me a maelstrom of violence for 15 minutes or 17 minutes. And doesn't matter who wins. If that's what the line is. I can't see it. I'm just, I'm trying to think how I would handicap it. I, I would say minus, under three and a half. Um I love I love the the poignant uh, arguments and the, and the opinions in the chat. Um, I, I love the I love divisive title fights where people have drawn a line and said this is my guy. So if you're on the Olives side, I commend you. If you're on the Gagey side, I'm on your side as well. In my heart, in my head, Oliveira presents some real problems. Some real problems. Um, so. Two and a half, three and a half, probably play both of those. Under two and a half, under three and a half. We'll see where the see where the lines land at for that. But that's probably what I'll be playing here and just hoping for violence. All right. Let's run through these prelims real quick. Uh I believe we've got where is am I mistaken in thinking that Andre Filo or Fialo, I don't don't know how you say that cat's name, bro. Um, Got booked on this as well. I can't, he's not showing up on the official car. Oh yeah, he is there. There he is. Never mind. He's like early prelims. There's so many fights here, man. So many fights. All right. First fight of the night, Journey Newsome at nine and three. Uh, Fernie Garcia at 10 and one. Here's the thing, right? If you're looking at Newsome, He's a plus 130. Fernie Garcia at a minus 150. Uh, I am not touching this fight. Um, I believe that Newsom should have a distinct advantage in the wrestling, but I don't I don't know enough to, to have action on this fight, to be honest with you. I don't feel strongly enough about it. It's too close to it. I'm going to have so many other plays. Uh on Saturday, this is not particularly one that interests me. Um, if I'm looking at Newsom, if I'm on the Newsom side, 
I'm seeing that he's lost back-to-back fights against Ricardo, Ramo, Ricardo Hamos and Randy Costa. And if you're looking at, uh, if you're on the Garcia side, you got to know that he's won five out of his last six, right? Uh, and he had a huge win in contender series. But the contender series guys have been pretty much fadeable uh, lately. It just doesn't appear that, that they're carrying the, the, the weight and the stigma to them that they once were. I don't necessarily know that I'm playing I'm willing to play Garcia here. Um, this this fight is not something that I'm putting action on. Not something I'm interested in. All right. Uh, now, the next fight is something that I'm interested in. You've got Lupi Godinez at 7-2, and two, taking on Ariana Carnalosi at 14-2. and two. Uh, Decided it, uh, experience advantage for Carnalosi. She's at the plus 150. Lupi Godinez at the minus 170. Here's where we're at. Again, I, we're not even four minutes removed from it, and I'm back at it again. How do I how do I go against Loopy? How do I fade Loopy? I play her every time. I play her every time. Every time. She's so aggressive. She's so aggressive with good cardio. How do you not play her? Carnalosi comes out. She's got bad cardio. She's literally built... Like, I mean, I don't say she's built like a dude, but she's like, she makes Hannah Goldie look small. You know what I mean? Like this, this, this chick, I, I, it's like if, I don't know, man, it's like they took all the leftover material when they were carving Paulo Costa out of clay and they threw it like in the garden and like what grew up was Ariana Carnalosi. Like that's what happened. Like she literally is just the remnants, the genetic remnants of whatever lab they grew Costa in is what she looks like. Complete with jawline. I I, I just, I don't understand. If Loopy cannot get hit, she wins this fight. She just can't get hit. If she gets clubbed, she's going down. But I doubt it. I, I'm, I hate, again, I, Yeah. Tim says we need Trey to tell us what what steroids she's on. One hundred percent, Trey will tell you. He'll he'll look at her and give you the complete breakdown of her entire cycle, uh, steroid cycle that is, not the other kind, if she even has one. Okay. Um, as of right now, maybe I'm. Is it the is it the same as if I don't if I just choose not to play it? Is that the same as not trusting women's science if I just choose not to play it? Because maybe I just won't play the fight. Maybe I'll do that instead. But I like I, I, minus 170 on Loopy seems like a good price. No. No. I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. All right. Clitson Rodriguez taking on CJ Vergara. <laughs> I really want to better. Um, Rodriguez at a minus 300, Vergara at a plus 235. I've seen some people that are on the Vergara side here. Um, there are a few people out there that are on the Vergara side. Uh, coming off the loss to Ode Osborne, um, which is, a, that's that's a rough loss. I'd, I'm not sold on Ode as being like UFC caliber at all. But, but, Clinton Rodriguez, another Dana White Contender Series guy. It's tough to get into. That's tough. I don't. I don't know how to play these guys. These thin cards like this, they make me nervous. And you've got huge lines. I just, are you watching this going minus 300 on this guy? Like, Clemson Rodriguez, minus 300. That's how we feel, right? Like, how do we feel like he's getting it done? Uh, 
because if you look at pro wins, right, three wins by knockout, two wins by submission, two by decision. So he's kind of like even across the board as to whether or not, you know, what he's going to do here. So you just take him inside the distance. Like Klitz and Rodriguez inside the distance currently is – Let's see, Rodriguez inside the distance, plus 125, plus 140 uh, if you're betting on Bet365 or Betway. So let's do that. Let's take Rodriguez inside the distance. Of his seven wins, five have come inside the distance. Let's try that if you're into this. A little plus money action on him. Minus 300 favorite, cheapen him up, get plus money on him. Let's see if he can do it. Uh, let's real quick, Vergara. Um, lost. He's lost three fights, one of which was to rear naked choke. Devin Miller choked him out in LFA. So, yeah. Clinton Rodriguez, Devin Miller. Sure. Why not? Low level guys like this. Flip a coin, man. So flip it. Flip the coin. Uh, all right. Tracy Cortez, Melissa Gatto. Gatto undefeated at eight and two, but she does have those. Or eight and zero with those two uh, no contests on there, and then Tracy Cortez at nine and one. Um, okay, here's where we play another women's underdog. Oh damn, Tracy Cortez! You know she's cute and she's Ortega's girl, and she's got good wrestling and she's at a fight ready. I hear you. She's a minus one fifty five. Melissa Gatto at a plus one thirty five. We have an undefeated women's fighter at an underdog spot. Women's science, and it's undefeated. We have an undefeated fighter taking on or taking on another fighter with plus money. So my undefeated fighter's got plus money, and it's women's science, and it's damn near pick them anyway. I'm on it. I'm on Melissa Gatto. Um, I, I will play her. It was I forget who it was. I, I think somebody, oh, man, somebody, one of you guys messaged us about it earlier this week and said, you know, who – we, we play in women's science this week. Yeah. Yeah, we are. Melissa Gatto beat Sajara Eubanks, um, who you know we love to go to the well on Sajara Eubanks all the time. And she knocked or she finished her with a body kick. Give me Melissa Gatto. Give just give me Melissa Gatto. I'm all about it. So taking her over Tracy Cortez. Taking her over Tracy Cortez. Might prove to be completely like or like a really bad idea, but we'll see. Uh one thing to keep in mind too that in that Prior to UFC stint, she had a win over Carol Rosa. Um, so, yeah. All right. Melissa Gatto, undefeated fighter, plus money, women's MMA, science. Playing the science, this one. Playing the science. Andre Filo taking on Cameron Van Camp. Van Camp at 15, 5, and 1. Filo, 15 and 4. Dude, just fought the other day. Literally just fought the other day, and he's coming right back. Minus 370 favorite. Plus 290 uh, over Cam Van Camp. I like Andre. I like him inside the distance here. Um, if you're looking at if you're looking at my man Cameron Van Camp, uh, lost to Bobby Volker, got choked out by Austin Hubbard, um, and then he's got a couple losses. Only been knocked out once, but was knocked out by Tom Schoff. So if you guys are familiar with Tom Schof, Tom Schof is the dude that fights in bare knuckle that's got the handlebar mustache. One of many, but 
Uh, he's a tatted up dude with the handlebar mustaches, I believe is getting ready. I think he just earned himself a title fight um, against um, what's a dat. What's it? Dat something Dat that or whatever that guy's name is. Um, so yeah, he, he got knocked out by Shof. Andre comes from a great camp. He's on a roll. He's feeling himself coming off a big win over Baeza. And uh, yeah, bro, we're, we're on, we're on Philo here. We're, you knocked out, knocked out by Aza, um, competitive fight against Pereira. We're, we're good here. We're good. We're on Andre Filo. We're on him inside the distance. Uh, let's see here inside that. Oh, I don't have an inside the distance prop number for him yet, but when I do, that's probably the play there. Cheapen it up just a little bit, just a little bit. All right. We're still not even out of the early prelims yet. There's so many freaking fights on this card. My goodness gracious. We got to speed it up a little bit here, though. Blagoy Ivanov taking on Marcos Ruggiero de Lima. Boy, oh boy. It's good to see Blagoy Ivanov back. I uh, love me some Blagoy. You know, almost two years since we saw him last, coming off that loss to Augusto Sakai. That was a split decision on a fight I thought he won. Prior to that, lost a split decision to Derek Lewis on a fight I thought he won. Um, if you're looking at Blagoy, you, you know, decision loss to Junior Dos Santos. The only person that's beat him recently and done so in a decisive fashion was Alexander Volkov when he choked him out in Bellator, and that was in 2014, taking on the experienced kickboxer, kickboxer in Marcos Rogerio de Lima, who's coming off the knockout win over Ben Rothwell, who's no longer with a, or like with the, the UFC. But prior to that, uh, lost to Alexander Romanov, who basically just put his arm on his throat and tried to squeeze his head off. So that was a pretty cool submission. Um, lost via submission arm triangle with Stefan Struve. Von Flew choked to OSP. Uh, Anta Gulov beat him by guillotine. Krylov beat him by rear naked choke. So it would appear... It would appear if you are going to beat Marcos Rogerio de Lima, you are going to have to do so by way of submission. You ask yourself, well, Dale, how does that fare against a guy like Bogoyevanov, right? Like, how does he do that? Well, Ivanov has seven wins by KO, but he also has five wins by submission. So uh, it is, you know, not his most proactive way of winning fights you know most likely going to go ko or decision statistically speaking but the submission game is there now has it come against very high level competition no no it has not we're not gonna we're not gonna pretend that it has um admittedly Ivanov does not have a finish since he got to the ufc um came into the ufc Back in 2018, has not recorded a finish since then. So um, I don't necessarily believe that Ivanov is going to finish uh, Rogerio de Lima here. But what I do see is a, probably a decision win. Um, it's been a while since we've seen de Lima go the distance as well. So it's interesting. It's just it, this, this, this is a fight. I mean, it's a heavyweight fight. Anything can happen. I would just say don't get suckered into the inside the distance play or the under on this approach that bet with caution because um, 
both these guys have propensity to be rather durable. Um, over on rounds under one and a half is at plus 155. So Vegas has priced this accordingly. Under two and a half is at even money. So you can try it. Um, fight goes to decision plus 100. Hmm. Lagoy by TKO is a plus 375. I, I don't know if I'm touching any of the, the finished props here. It's either inside or outside of the distance, and that's it. Um, or you can pick a side because it's not he's not a massive favorite here. Plus 125 for Blagoy. Uh, he's actually the underdog taking on Delima, who's at a minus 150. All right. Brandon Royville at 13 and 6, minus 260 favorite over Matt Schnell, 15 and 5 at a plus 210. I'm on Roy Vall. We bet Roy Vall a lot. Not always the most profitable strategy, but Matt Schnell, um, for all intents and purposes, it got a got a little little drama to him. Got a little got a little wine in his game. Um, little sense of entitlement lately. I, I I'm just not I'm not feeling the way he's feeling himself lately. Um, now that is just a completely unanalytic approach to picking him. But I do believe that attitude contends uh, and translates rather well into the cage, you know, and the Alex Perez shenanigans for the last two years. Um, and then the loss to Rogerio Bonterine back in 2021, you know, his last win was in January of 2021. And it was a split decision win over Tyson Nam. Right. So, if we're looking going all the way back to August of 2019, Matt Schnell has one win and it's by split decision against Tyson Nam. Um, I'm taking him, I'm taking Brandon Royval. Now, if you look at Royval, has the win over Bontrain, sure, which was a split decision. Haha. But uh, he's just he's been more active and he's fought the better, better competition, right? In that same time period, Casey Kenny, Tim Elliott, Kai Car France, Brandon Moreno, Pantoja, Bontarin. Better quality opponent. Minus 260 parlay piece. All right. Macy Macy Chasson at 8-2. and two, Taking on Norma Dumont. 7-1. and one. Chasson at a plus 180. Dumont at minus 220. Again. Again. I, this is where I have a hard time. I have a hard time with this because I, I think that this is a layup for Norma. I think this is an absolute layup for Norma. Um. This fight is at 145 pounds. I, I just I think this is a layup for her. She's so big. She's so strong. She's so freaking thick. Like, like mahogany, sycamore, whatever, whatever a Brazilian hardwood is. Like, that's what Norma Dumont's made out of. Macy Chasson, for as much as she wants to try to integrate that 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 slip slip and rip and get in and scoop and take down and foot trip and outside leg trip I, she's not doing that against norma she's just not going to do it she's not going to do that against norma dumont norma is so big and so strong I, I just i can't see it man plus 180 for macy minus 220 for norma and dale women's science women's science i understand I get it. I hear you. Okay. But where does Macy win this fight? Where? I just, I don't understand how she can win this. 
show me a path to victory and I'm inclined to, to, to come over to your team. I just don't see it. If you look at Norma, she, I mean, yeah, Aspen Ladd, okay, whatever. Felicia Spencer, okay, yeah, not the Ashley Evan Smith. It's not the great, it's not the greatest quality competition, if we're being 100% honest. Let's just, let's be very, very real here. But Macy just lost to Raquel Pennington. Her wins over 107 year old Marion Renault and Shanna Young, who, yeah, just knocked out Gina Mazzani. But again, it's Gina Mazzani who was cut today. And her other win, you know, Lena Landsberg, Sarah Morice. Come on, man. There's just this. There's levels. There's levels. It's got to be Norma, right? It's got to be Norma minus 220. I don't know. Damn it. I don't know. I don't know. Francisco Trinaldo at 27 and 8, taking on Danny Roberts. Hot chocolate, 18 and 5. Pick and fight. Uh, Trinaldo, 104 years old. I like him. I like him here. Inside the distance feels like the play here, to be honest with you. Uh, Danny Roberts is explosive, and he's fast as shit. Um, Masaranduba is also pretty quick for an old man and has a high propensity to finish fights. Uh, fight doesn't go to decision, is at a plus 120, and I think that's the play. I think that's the play. Uh, Masaranduba's got knockout power, and he's got submissions. Danny Roberts is very fast, good body kicks, crisp boxing, and if... Master and Duba comes out and he's slower uh, and starts getting pieced up. Big muscle movements and gets tired. It's possible inside the distance at plus 120 seems again. Don't you don't want to use the word layup twice in one night, but it's a good play. It's a good play. Plus, good way to get plus money on a fight that has a very high probability of not getting the judges involved. I'm in it. I'm in it. Uh, maybe Trinaldo by submission as well. Might be something you might be interested in. Okay. Last fight, featured prelim. Randy Brown, Chaos Williams. I think Randy Brown's in a great spot here, man. Uh, he's 14-4, taking on Chaos Williams at 13-2. and two. Um, Minus 105 for Randy Brown, minus 115 for Chaos. So I guess Randy's the slight underdog. The slight underdog. I think he's got an incredibly high fight IQ. Uh, he obviously does not have the power to compete with Chaos Williams. Uh, chaos, whenever he comes in, he fights smart. He's very dangerous, very dangerous guy. Um, and we all know the, the knockout powers there. Um, so I'm interested to see how this fight plays out. I'd be interested in looking at the over here, full disclosure, full disclosure, Randy Brown playing smart to avoid the power of chaos. Um, and then chaos, maybe slowing it down a little bit so as to not put himself in disadvantaged positions against Randy Brown. Kind of like the over. Um, let me see what the odds are on it. Mm. I'm really kind of sitting here. Mm. Fight goes to decision at a plus 125. Interesting. One and a half over one and a half is at a minus one seventy five. Over two and a half is at pick a money. Interesting. Williams by KO. No Williams inside the distance. Any means at plus one fifty. 
Hmm. Interesting. If Williams wins his fights, it's inside the distance. I don't see Randy Brown finishing him. I don't think he's going to knock him out, and I don't think he can submit him. Um, if Williams wins the fight, I think it's he'll he'll do so by knockout. So why not? If I'm not on the Williams side, why wouldn't I play plus money? Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I'm going to noodle it. I'm going to noodle Chaos Williams inside the distance at plus 150. I don't, I don't hate that. Uh, but I also like... Because you're not getting great lines on the over. It's like they thought about... It's like they're in my brain, man. It's like they're thinking about the things I'm thinking. They're thinking what I'm thinking and doing what I'm doing. Um, they priced all this in already. Interesting. Very interesting to think about. Okay. So maybe two and a half. Damn, over two and a half though? Gosh, it's giving them... You're literally giving them 12 and a half minutes. If anything happens in 12 minutes, you're out. Ugh, you don't give yourself any time. Oh, I hate that. I hate that. What I say fight doesn't go the distances. Let's go fight. To, fight doesn't go to decision. Minus 160. Fight doesn't go to decision. This This will be probably a, admittedly, I try to put all my bets in before the fights even start. And then occasionally think about live betting. Don't I don't live bet often. This might be one that I wait and see how I do on the seven, eight fights preceding it. If I'm doing well, feeling myself. Chaos Williams by knockout. Yeah. That's what I'll do. I will stand back and assess. All right. So snap money line picks. We'll go, we'll run through all these real quick. Snap money line picks. If I had to, gun to my head. Uh, Garcia, Lupe, Rodriguez, Gatto, Fialo, Rogerio de Lima, Boival, Dumont, Trinaldo, Williams. Oh, gosh, no. Brown. Lozon. OSP. Maybe Tony Ferguson, Carlos Barza, and Justin Gaethje. <laughs> we'll see. All right. Um, freaking love you guys, man. Uh, Trey's whole family's got COVID for probably the fifth time. It's weird how those that, uh, sugar water they got injected in them doesn't work. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I think Trey's the only one in their house that got the got the shot, even though it doesn't prevent you from getting it anyway. But this, we're not here to talk about COVID. It's not that kind of episode. Uh, wish him and his family a speedy recovery. I love them. I love you guys. Uh, if you haven't already done so, please consider supporting the show by following, liking, sharing, bookmarking, thumbs upping, whatever it is that you want to do. If there's anything you can do to help us out, I appreciate it. Uh, and if I've never told you that I appreciate you, tell me about it so I can tell you. Um, let me see real quick. And then I'm going to go. I swear. I told my wife I wasn't going to record for very long tonight because I wasn't anticipating Trey. Give me one second. I'm going to pull this up. Um, we got a good response from it last time. You guys seemed to dig it. So uh, I put that thing up the other day where I said, I can't believe that we're ranked anywhere. Um, we did that before. We did that once before. And we were 
pretty high up on quite a few um, different categories and stuff like that. So that being said, I'm going to pull my analytics real quick. And then I just want to give you guys a um, let's do locations real quick. Cool. All right. So locations for last episode, the U S is precluded in all this because it's the U S right. Um, we're here. So it just seems likely. So last episode downloads for the last episode, Canada, Australia, the UK, New Zealand, Germany, Spain, Italy, India, the Netherlands. How's everybody doing out there? Bangladesh, Denmark, Kenya, Sweden, Greece, or Greece, Greece, <laughs> Nicaragua, Poland, uh, China, France, Russia, Ecuador, Belgium, Iceland, Thailand, Algeria, South Africa, Costa Rica, Guernsey, and Romania. If any of you are out there listening to this episode, I appreciate you for listening to the last one. Um, if you've done anything at all, just consuming the content, the content means a lot. Um, two plus years ago when we started podcasting, uh, I've been doing it for probably closer to three now. I didn't understand why anybody would want to listen to me talk. I literally just did it because I spent more time than not answering phone calls and text messages from people asking me who I was going to bet on fights. So I decided to just do it in a long form and send it out as opposed to like doing group texts. So, and then that turned into um, downloads in 30 different countries and hundreds of thousands of downloads and, you know, freaking merchandise and sponsorships and all this stuff. We've yet to make a penny on any of this, but people listen um, and we get some cool swag from time to time. And I cannot tell you how cool it is to um, talk to you guys. The interactions that we get on social media are just amazing. Um, I've got to meet or talk to some of the, my most revered people in the sport because of you guys, right? Like because you listen and share, people say yes, right? Like the John Annick campaign or getting guys like, you know, Dober and Griffin and Haley and um, Josh Emmett and Carlos Condit and all the, like literally all that stuff. I mean, they're, dude, they're not talking to me um, just to talk to me, right? They're doing it because they're like, oh, somebody listens to these guys. So maybe I'll talk to them and somebody will listen to me too. So you guys make that possible. I'm here. Right. But you guys are the gas in the car. So I appreciate you. Um, and thanks for everything. And I will talk to you all this weekend. All right. So be good to each other. We'll see you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.